Hello, welcome to Talk Comics to Me. I'm Champ Champenstein. And I'm Heather Hadfield. Oh, two names. Two names we did it this time. And it is new comic book day. It We're is, here to talk to you about comics. Yeah, on our new comics and what we got and how much we enjoyed them. Would you like to go first? Yes. So I got uh, Uncanny X-Men. I've been doing really good at keeping caught up with this. Uh, it's the first one I read whenever I get home. This is number 17. <laughs> Sounds like homework. I Well, it, sometimes comics have to be homework. Otherwise, I will just set them aside and apparently just misplace them. <laughs> yeah, um, I know that deal. <laughs> Where are you, Aquaman? <laughs> You're never going to find it. I don't think so. For those of you keeping up with Uncanny X-Men, in a previous issue, one of the members of their little makeshift team died. So in this issue, they are all going to her funeral, except for Wolverine, who literally puts a suit on and is like, all right, I'll see you guys later. (laughs) And he goes to take care of some other business. (laughs) Did he need the suit on for his other business? Kind of, yeah. Cyclops was like, no, we're wearing a suit. And Wolverine was like, I don't wear suits. And he's like, well, you need to put one on. This is a big deal. So we did. And he was like, where'd you get that suit? He said, I took it from a dead body. <laughs> Some, did they dead just man. have, like, dead, dead bodies hanging out? Wolverine does. Makes sense. So, yes, they, they deal with this, uh, this funeral. There's eulogies by several people. One of them lists the name of all the X-Men. Not all of them. She stops about, like, I don't know three quarters of the way through and says, this is too many to list. And while that is going on, Wolverine is actually doing some investigating on the people who caused the death of the X-Men whose funeral they are at. There's a big power struggle at the end. (laughs) As you can tell, they've got their backs to each other. It's getting serious. I still really like this. (laughs) And I'm glad I got caught up because it's, it's good. It's good. Uh, I somehow bent my comic, so I've been stressing out about this weird corner bend for two days now. Swap it out. Yeah, it's... I dropped all of mine onto the floor, and they all went... <laughs> I think I, they made that noise, too. <laughs> I have Gogor. I was saying it Gogor for a long time, but thankfully, the, the author left me a little note telling me exactly Gogor. how to... Exactly how to say it. Gogor. <laughs> Even though it's go go. Go go. So Gagor. This is a really, really colorful story. It's a very f- fantasy based story. The idea is this kid's island has been invaded by a group of people who are claiming it. Yeah. But they're sky islands. Okay. And they're not he's not a samurai. Okay. He's just He's a, just gotta stick. He's just gotta stick. Okay. And they give him the scroll, and they're like, get out of here, go to this other place. And he runs into this lizard creature, and he takes him to this place, and... They go on adventures? They go on adventures. I am, I'm really, I don't know, I lo- I'm really excited. I just thought this book is, it's really like, I'm trying to look for the right word, I can't. Fun. Your thesaurus <laughs> is, I think, right next yeah, to you. Yeah, but that's, there. it's fun's not the word I'm looking for. It's just oh. like the way it looks is really like kind of cartoony and like fantastical in its own way. And I just love, I actually really love this book a lot. It It's one of those good ones. Yeah, I'm telling you, the corner bend is yeah, driving that'd... me nuts. But I highly suggest picking this book up. First issue, 
Uh, in the back, he says it is going to be an ongoing series, though 10 issues is kind of where it's at right at the moment. So if we pick up this book, it can last forever. I would check it out. There's a real cool monster at the very end. I guess he's not really a monster. It's Gogor. Gogor. <laughs> so yeah, go go get it. Oh, it's my turn. Another I forgot it's my turn again. Uh, hey, I got Paper Girls. <laughs> hey. And guess what? I loved it. Because <laughs> I really did. It was really, really good. Breaking news. Breaking news. Champ Champenstein loved Paper Girls. This just in. <laughs> it's, this issue is definitely getting to the conclusion it was very interesting the way they broke everything down. You essentially have four different comics and one issue because every panel is somebody else's story in time. So they're split up four different places in time. The panels read across in all four different places. My mind was blown. I can't even imagine trying to like throw that together like on paper. Like trying to like set this up would be insane. Like Laying it out, my brain would just fucking break. <laughs> Maybe that's why he took a break on, like, everything else right now. <laughs> it's like, my brain! It's <laughs> like, I know I have this issue coming up. Uh, Gotta clear the docket. But once again, please pick up Paper Girls. It's so, so, so good. I, I have never been disappointed in an issue of Paper Girls, and I feel that everybody should read it, and that is all I'm going to say so I don't go into Paper Girls for, like, 35 minutes. Show your revelation. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and something I didn't realize, but apparently everybody else <laughs> did, is that all of the last few issues have done this, which is they kind of open up and show full faces. So so if you want to buy extra copies to hang up. <laughs> yeah, I, I think, I, like I said, I didn't notice that because I don't, like... Also, I don't open my comic wide the opposite direction right, of what like, I'm let's reading. Let's see what this is all about. <laughs> I think I'm going to have to start doing that, though. Yeah, there's so much we're probably missing. Okay, so that's that's it. That's that. That's it. So we both have this new DC title, Deceased. Yeah. It's exactly what you think it's going to be. <laughs> I got a cool horror cover. It's in, It showed up close. I'll show this one. This is the regular cover. It's a horror homage to the movie It. It's good. It's good. And the uh, balloon. Who is it? It's Joker. It's Joker. And Robin is on the ground like a little boy. Looking for his little sailboat. Yep, looking for a sailboat. (laughs) Uh, Any words? I don't know. I'm really into uh, like post-apocalyptic zombie disease shit. So I was into this i think it was fine (laughs) i again i am just not too familiar with dc characters but they made it real easy for you they gave you just the basics (laughs) um which i think was really cool it's just justice league is that it yeah i mean so far see i i don't know justice league i know from what i've seen on the covers when we do inventories (laughs) and i just know the characters individually it also has the big blue man. You're very familiar with this man. Yes, Darkseid. Sorry. Uh, his <laughs> name's Darkseid. They have him. They make him go back home, but... You just... Time out. You read a whole story with him in it. I don't... <laughs> this is actually three stories now that I've had with Darkseid, so... 
Uh, yeah. I'm very familiar <laughs> with him. Sometimes I just like call him the big blue guy. Oh, okay. Because um, it makes him less scary for me. I suppose, yeah. But anyway, they make him go back home to his planet of apocalypse. And in his, I guess not even in his place, they kidnapped Cyborg. Because, you know, Darkseid is obsessed with the, uh, what is it called? Anti-life equation. Anti-life equation. And Cyborg apparently has something to do with it. It's in him. There's stuff I I don't understand, would not understand. But basically, once something is uh, released... She goes crazy. Yeah, she goes bananas. Everyone who uses their phones, computers, all that shit, you get fucked. Yeah. Um, Spoiler alert. Was it? I mean, yeah, that's a huge plot point. I just didn't. I didn't <laughs> assume that it was because I just immediately thought of like Cell and then like every other. Yeah, I just I guess. Yeah, it could cause, be because it's Sorry. like exactly how they turn into the the zombies. Oh, yeah. Well, I wasn't going to go into detail. I was just saying you get fucked. <laughs> but, you know, it's I liked it. I thought for <laughs> a first issue it was it was fine. It was nice. I am excited to see where they're taking the story, like yeah. how it's going to be six issues. That definitely would be an interesting part. I suppose pretty much anywhere because everybody's who knows where they're at? Are they going to be alive? Who around them has turned into these mindless things? So could go about any any place. Yeah, and I wonder if, like, it's the same group of people in every issue, or maybe they'll do I feel like other characters. Other characters, or maybe, like, they kind of split across everybody the first issue, so probably maybe the same. Because it says DC's. As in DC Universe. Everyone in there. Yeah, everybody. So I don't know. We'll see. We'll read all six of them. We will. We'll tell you what it's about. We will figure it out. We'll spoil every issue for you. Sorry. I guess it, yeah. I mean, whatever. Whatever. Sorry. But I didn't tell you how. (laughs) I just told you what happens. Uh, Is it me? Is it you? I think either one of us. Okay, you go. Okay. Uh, my next one is issue number seven of Dead Man Logan. Um, this issue, he gets back to his own timeline. Everything is messed up there. They're running low on resources, food, all that kind of stuff. It's pretty much just another post-apocalyptic thing. Wolverine is overwhelmed by a group of people and taken hostage. He's already dying. You guys knew that. So he just keeps continuing to almost die. <laughs> But, you know, he's lucky. Stuff manages to happen to him that wouldn't happen to anyone else. So I still really like this story as well. I don't feel like the second half. No, it's going to be sad. Never mind. I take back what I was going to say. I was going to say I don't feel like it's going to be as sad. But then I was like, wait, he only has a certain amount of time left to live. But yeah, he's finishing up his business before he dies. And it's interesting to see how he manages to do that. He's old as fuck. (laughs) Just so you guys know, he looks awful. I like it. So my turn, you done? Yes. Old man, old man looks gross. Dead man, old, old dead man, Logan. Old dead man, Logan. I have Green Lantern. This is issue number seven of a 12 12 part series. Same. Same as Dead Man Logan. 
Yes. This issue is about Hal Jordan being caught in his ring Mm. and him trying to get people aware that his ring is possibly floating in space. This issue was really, really cool because the entire thing takes place in the, in the ring. So all of the art itself is kind of reminiscent of the way the ring would look or the inside of that. It's real dark. And it's, yeah, it's real dark. The colors are real interesting and there's like a weird chromium sort of thing going on in it too. And it almost, it doesn't read like a comic book because the way the pages are set up is literally just text on the the art itself. It's almost like looking at it like a, a poem zine or something. It reminds me of those like really, really small comic labels from like the mid 90s that would put out those like sci-fi gothic series that yeah. no one would read except for like me and Wit. <laughs> uh, there we go. Did it. Uh, so yeah, this series continues to be just badass as hell, and I love I love every fucking minute of it. They also do explain who the character was at the very end of the last issue, who I had to look up. So that was really cool. They went into more detail about how and where he exists and why he kind of sent Hal Jordan to this this area. And yeah. Um, I suppose you could just pick up kind of random issues of it. It's almost separate-ish stories in its own way. I don't know. I think I'm just going to wait for the trade. Well, that's what I was going to say otherwise. Yeah. Otherwise, just wait for the trade because it is definitely uh, something worth reading for sure and something worth viewing all all in it. It's an, all in its entirety. All right, and now for a comic, the exact opposite of that. Yeah, this is uh, Female Furies. You know, Heather and I both don't enjoy saying that we don't enjoy a book, but neither one of us like this book at all. No, um, I am sticking with it because I need to know. How it ends? How they're possibly going to end this. The writing is just not not my cup of tea. Same, um, personally. I don't, I don't even know how to explain it without, like, going on a 40-minute rant about yeah. how awful it is. For sure. And I, I will try to explain why I don't enjoy the writing in the, the way, as quick a way as possible. Uh, I just feel like, for me personally, the way that they insert sexism into this world is not the way that sexism should be portrayed in this world, necessarily. Like I said, personal, personal feelings. It seems too much of just how everything is dealt with on Earth. A very specific scene in this is when Barda is talking to a lawyer about a complaint she wants to make. And that's just kind of silly to have an apocalypse, and which is why I think I have just a big problem with the way this is written in the story itself is just because this is dealing with a serious topic, and it definitely has those serious things it wants to say, But the way it's saying them makes it just a parody and not very clear if it's trying to be funny or trying to actually portray the message it's trying to portray. Once again, personal feelings. Yeah, I just think the characters are too too, too dimensional for that sort of topic. They're not very well fleshed out. They're not very well written. They're just poor characters. And that's probably why that topic does not come off the way that it's supposed to. Yeah. Part of the reason, anyway. Personal opinions. Yeah. I just want to make that very clear. Yes. And 
it's cool if you like it and you know that's just us yes just us so and we would never tell anyone to not read something because of our opinions yeah for sure if you enjoy it, then you enjoy it. Yeah. We just have different opinions. It's fun. And, and we'd still love to talk to you about it if you enjoy it, because maybe you'd be able to, like... Shed some light. Yeah, at least say something different. Mm-hmm. So, I have uh, Marvel Tales, The Avengers, as with the Thor issue that I had shown previously, that it's just three issues of, like, three... I think the Thor one had four. Yeah, I can't, I can't remember. remember. But it's just three previous issues all bundled into one. I have not read this one yet, just because I had a lot of stuff going on today. Sorry. But I know it has a lot to do with Vision (laughs) and the Avengers. (laughs) So I do actually recommend picking these up, especially since they are older issues and they are harder to find, potentially. I know the Thor one had an issue in there that you can't find by itself. So do it. Pick it up. It's fun. It's It's a little more costly than I would... Like, but again, it also comes with three, three different stories, yeah. so which is worth it. In it the is, end. yes. So, I have a couple comics next, so I will try to go quickly. I guess I suppose, I suppose we're pretty good on time, but still, mm-hmm. I have first Cosmic Ghost Rider destroys Marvel history. This in this issue, Frank is talking to his daughter about the X Men. Cute. And the X-Men and kind of all of their weird kooky stories and how (laughs) Cosmic Ghost Rider fits into it. And one of the best things in this whole entire issue is that he gets the Phoenix Force. Classic. And he becomes uh, the Cosmic Ghost Rider Phoenix or Cook. Yeah, there's just too many, too many possibilities. And then the Phoenix Force is like, nah, dog, and then transfers into Jean Grey. So that was kind of funny. Also, Cosmic Ghost Rider and Wolverine do not get along at all. Something we've learned in this issue. It's true. And there's a good whole Dead Deadpool quip where Deadpool's just like, you're taking my, you're taking my thing. Like, I'm the funny guy. <laughs> I'm the funny guy who does stupid stuff. And he's like, well, at least I get to still break the fourth wall. This is how Deadpool talks. I'm, I'm sure. I've I, heard Ryan Reynolds talk before. <laughs> I actually am Ryan Reynolds. Gross. I hate Ryan Reynolds. <laughs> Sorry, Ryan Reynolds. I'm just kidding. I've never met the guy. I don't know him. <laughs> I told you I am him. And you like me, so you like Ryan Reynolds. All right. You got me there. <laughs> anyway, um, at the end of this issue, the Frank from the present comes and... Shit gets real. How real? I mean... Like a 10? Like a 10. Okay. Like it gets real Punisher real fast. <laughs> so real. So real. Uh, once again, highly suggest the series. I believe it is also going to be a miniseries. I cannot tell you how many issues, though, because... I five. thought it was supposed to be five. Five Ooh. makes sense. Oh, my tail again. Especially with what's supposed to happen in the next issue. It's a lot of fun. You kind of get just a little funny retelling of Marvel history through Cosmic Ghost Rider. I think it's weird. I've recently just been reading all of these like weird retellings of the Marvel Universe mm-hmm. like with life story in this. And yeah, so shit's right up my alley. And now <laughs> I'm going to talk about Outcast. 
This is, uh, I believe, the middle of the end. There's supposed to be, I think, it's a 12-issue story arc to the end. I think this is halfway through that. (laughs) Everything's coming to a head. Everything I've read for all of these issues has just been taking so goddamn long. I swear to God. I know you mentioned that, like, maybe four issues previously, that it's just very slow-paced. Yeah, and it's still, like, it's it's just now getting to, like, the the thing that is happening. The bomb? Yeah, the bomb, <laughs> essentially. And why have it, has it taken so long? <laughs> I am almost just kind of torturing myself by finishing this book, but I just can't help it. Also, there is a character that looks exactly like Tilda Swinton. Oh, yikes. <laughs> so... That's crazy. If there's anything you want out of this book, they have a lot of characters who look a lot a lot like famous people. It's we about got people being possessed and it taking for like, I don't know, almost 50 fucking issues to get to the point of them starting a goddamn spirit war. So what what is a spirit war? I don't. <laughs> Can you explain this to I, me? I'm just calling them spirits because they in like all of these entities like demons spirits Mm -hmm. i don't know are possessing all of these people of this town and these people called outcasts repel them so it's about this war and they've been building up and finding like other people who are possessed or like possessing other people and the outcasts have been trying to gather themselves and okay this is much more clear because in my head i thought there were just like two groups of spirits that were gonna go yeah that would have been better i would have been fine with that it would have happened real fast. <laughs> yeah. There would have been no winners, no losers. Yeah, and I just don't... It's it's just strange to me that it's taken this long to get here and that it's just like, hey, we're going to wrap this up in six issues. <laughs> it's like, do you realize it took you f- 40 issues to get to that point and you're just like, nope, six, we're done. So that's, that's what I have to say about Can't that. Can't do anymore. <laughs> I will finish out this because I have just... You're so close. I, I am. You're I'm almost so close done. to being done with it. So that's my outcast spiel. <laughs> okay, and next we both have. I yeah, I did it. War of the, the Realms. Realms. Uh, Champ jumped on. I did. I was very excited about it because now when I want to talk to her about it, she understands what's going on and I why do. I'm freaking out. I do. So if you have been reading War of the Realms, there is a war between the realms, Malakit brought it to them yeah i can shit, show the trusty shit map does not look good no shit is getting wild so here's the map this is only a spoiler if you haven't read like the first issue yeah and if you haven't okay <laughs> so this is this is the map each of the bad guys has taken their own place uh jotunheim the frost giants took north america i think the enchantress yeah enchantress took uh South America, she's one of my favorite villains, and she does not get enough screen time. So basically all the continents are being taken over by the bad guys because the good guys can't keep up. Thor is nowhere to be found, so this issue is them trying to find Thor, who is on Jotunheim. Uh, There are several different groups here doing different things. Freya's group is going to... I don't know how to say this. Hold on. Let me... Spell it out in my head. Hmm. I have to find it first. I think it's on here. That page. Okay. 
Svartalheim? Yeah, that's how I would probably yes. say. Realm of the Dark Elves. They have Freya has her own little team of people there, their own little task, what they need to do, while Captain America is with a whole other group of people on their mission to find Thor. Don't want to spoil anything, obviously. Mm-hmm. But if you aren't going to read this, at least check out the cover, Captain America's coat. It's my favorite part of this whole episode. And also how at the end of it, there's like designs of the realms and it's them designing Captain America's America's coat. coat. Yeah, It's cute. I love it. And then I also have this, which is the uh, War of the Realms Strike Force, the Dark Elf Realm. If you have read the first three issues of War of the Realms, you can read this. It's not necessary to read if you don't want to pick it up. It, It literally just explains the group that Freya is with, how she chose these people, and then... She just has a really nice talk with Frank Castle. So it is actually, it's very nice. Yeah. Because yeah. he calls her on her bullshit and she's like, yes, I'm magic. I, <laughs> I can see the future sometimes. And they talk about it. But again, it's not necessary to read if you just don't want to pick it up. I think it is only that one shot. A one shot, yeah. I might be wrong though. This might be one of the ones that has three. There's too many, too many differing ones. Yeah, way too many. Yeah, so this is the only one, the Dark Elf Realm. This is just it. There are other strike forces that are coming out, like the War Avengers and Land of the Giants. So those are the but those are the other teams in this book. Yes, here. yes. So there are two other one shots, but I'm sure just like this one, it's you don't need it. It's just a nice little backstory, I guess, a little more input about what's going yes. on. Essentially, because in War of the Realms, they give you like a vague idea of what your heroes are doing and where they're at and these probably just go a little more in depth into that yeah you find out their motivations yeah like why they're actually doing this so i really enjoyed it though i thought it was a nice little look i recently have uh really taken a liking to frank castle never really read anything about him before but everything that i've been reading so far i've loved yeah so maybe i'll pick something up i would like to say i haven't read pretty much any Marvel book leading up to this at all and I still have really really enjoyed the story quite a bit it was very interesting the first two issues and maybe just because I did have that basic idea through you of what was going on I may have enjoyed it more Mm -hmm. but I did really enjoy the story and kind of the splitting up of the worlds I just want to say what I said to you earlier is that I really wish that, like this story could have been the Avengers story like told throughout like you know this 11 years of movie movie history. And like I said earlier, <laughs> they really jumped the gun when they decided to put Malekith in the second Thor movie because he deserved so much more. <laughs> Cuz he was so good and Christopher Eccleston did such a good job. Yeah. That movie was shit, but there were some good (laughs) people in it. (laughs) I just think that this story would play really well on screen. I really enjoy the bouncing, at least at this point, the bouncing between all of the characters, which it does kind of do within the first couple issues. It Mm -hmm. keeps you on your toes, and you almost just feel like there's no hope hope of them winning, which I kind of always love that, like, idea. So, yes, I did really, really like this book a lot. I was really glad I decided to pick it up. Plus, Mm -hmm. the art is just... It's so good. It's so good. It's, it's insane. Can we can we just get into... Are we going to talk about this? <laughs> yes. There is a page specifically where the Fantastic Four comes in, and Mr. Fantastic looks just a hell of a lot like John Kerensky. Yeah, I opened it and was like, why is Jim in here? 
And we had to Google what Emily Blunt looked like. And yeah, and very similar. Yeah, very similar to Invisible Woman. So, you know, if they're making a movie, they gave them some stuff to work with in there. Also, come on, ads. Yeah, come on, but Marvel. look. I, I don't care. I Stop giving me all these ads. They also really jumped the gun with killing Loki because him and Amora and their love. <laughs> I would have loved to see that. Okay, well, are we... That's it, huh? I think, yeah, that's it. We're done. We are done. So you have a wonderful rest of your day, everybody, and we will we'll see you next time. In hell. Maybe, maybe have a good uh, free comic book day. Yeah, have a good free comic book day.